Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And today it is just me and our guest. Allison is out in Amsterdam for the week, living her best life, taking some much deserved time off. So it's just me and Kaylin, which I'm very excited to introduce her in a little bit. First, we're going to catch up. Honestly, there's not much to catch up on with me. I have been home here in St. Louis for the week. I'm gearing up for the most busy October of my entire life. Next month, I'm gone, I think, every single day of the month except for two days. So that is going to be absolutely crazy. I have a couple tourism board shoots that are coming up next month. So I'm super excited about those and can't wait to share about those. And then we have our group trip to Costa Rica. I, guys, I cannot believe that that is already here. It feels like it was just yesterday that we were announcing that we were taking the podcast on a group trip to Costa Rica. And now it's literally less than three weeks away. I am so excited. I can't even begin to describe how excited I am. And this group of people is going to be so much fun. Like we need to find a way to either podcast when we're in Costa Rica, get the gals involved. I don't know. Stay tuned for that. But I am seriously counting down the days. So have some tourism shoots, going to Costa Rica with the girls. And then I'm going on Connor's family vacation after that. So it's a booked and busy month. I'm trying to think what else has been going on lately. Last weekend, I went to the Mizzou game. So if you guys didn't know, I went to Mizzou for college. And we've always been really bad at football, like notoriously one of the worst teams. So it was very fun because last weekend, we're finally getting better. Like we got a new coach a couple years ago. Like we're on the up and up and we beat a ranked team on Saturday. So for the first time in my entire life as a Mizzou fan, I saw our student section and the whole arena storm the field when we won. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, I had a great time in Columbia, Missouri this past weekend. Otherwise, I'm just at home. I'm very much enjoying this fall weather. I'm trying to sit outside my backyard more often. I'm trying to work on my laptop and be outside at my table just because I know that it's like the perfect weather right now. It's like sunny and 75. Like, I wish. If only Missouri was like this all the time. If St. Louis had this weather 24-7, we wouldn't be able to keep people out. Like we would have a full to the brim city, you know, because I feel like the winter that is coming is why people don't want to live in the Midwest. But yeah, I'm just soaking it up now, enjoying it now, because now that I'm thinking about it, when I get back from all these travels, it's going to be cold here. Um, Yeah, so I'm not really looking forward to that. But I mean, again, the weather's just perfect right now. So I spent all of my Sunday at the park, got a blanket, had my little picnic basket, had a book. If you've listened to last week's episode, you know that we're on our reading kick. So I think I read like a hundred and something pages at the park on Sunday, which was so nice. And it was just like, oh, the best weather. It was like not too hot, but the sun was on my face the whole time. Like it was just amazing. So 
that's what I've been up to. And I feel like I don't need to share too much because today's guest is so much cooler and so much more interesting than what I've been sharing. So I think we should get right into introducing her. But first, let's read your guys' peaks of the week and I will share my peak of the week. I'm going to say my peak of the week has been gathering with friends, getting together with my people out here in St. Louis. So on Sunday, I went to a little girls night with my friends, Kenzie, Aaron, another Aaron, and Ellie. They are big Bravo gals, and I've never watched anything Bravo, but... I wanted to be included. I wanted to go to the girls' night. So I watched for the first time a Bravo show. And it was... I was going to say Summer House. That's not right. It was um, Southern Charm. There we go. (laughs) So I'm officially, I guess, Bravo girly. I'm going to be watching Southern Charm this season. So if this relates to anyone, know that you have initiated a new member into your cult, myself. So I know the Bravo girlies go hard. It was really fun. It's just nice like we always say, to have an activity to get people together. We were watching the show. We were also chatting. We were laughing. Like people were on one on Sunday. Like we were all telling the funniest stories. I was literally crying laughing. And that's what girls nights are for. And you know, you have the vehicle of Bravo or some silly show to get you together. Then you have the good memories and the fun that ensues from just having a girls night. So yeah, I'm going to say that was my peak. And then I guess also yesterday I went and played some pickleball. And that was my first time playing pickleball. We played with like a bunch of our friends that usually play. We played together all summer. We got together last night and I was so bad. Like, I don't know if I ever want to play again. That's how bad it was. I feel like I was on such an up and up and riding such a high back in July, the last time I played. And because they went to, yeah, McKenna's wedding in August and literally was gone all of August. So now mid-September, I'm just getting back in a pickleball. I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Like, I'm so bad. So, but that was fun still seeing our friends there too. So yeah, just getting together with people is my vibe right now. All right. And for you guys... Aaron said turning 21 was her peak of the week. Happy birthday, Aaron. I hope you had the best birthday ever. And just know that we are sending you all the happy birthday vibes. Kylie said her peak of the week was everything going wrong ended up being exactly what I needed. How freaking crazy is that? I feel like that's always what happens. And in the moment, we can't see that. Even now, there's definitely things in my life that are going wrong where I'm like, why is this happening? But this just reassured me. It's like everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad that you're seeing the other side and hoping that things are on the up and up for you now. Oh my gosh, we have another 21st birthday. Bella said, my 21st birthday is Friday and I have no school. Both classes got moved to online and I finished a crazy lab that I was working on. Okay, well, happy birthday to you as well, Bella. And yay, I'm glad you have the day off. Can hopefully go do some fun things with friends. Oh my gosh, I'm literally just reading this. I did not see this before sharing about my week. But Allison said storming the field at the Mizzou game was her peak of the week. And she added, saw that Kara was there too. How fun. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, that looked insanely fun. I was at the very top. We were like in the nosebleeds. So I could not get down to the field to storm. So I was kind of sad about that. But I was living vicariously through everyone else. I got to go do that. So that's amazing. Hope we had so much fun going down there. As always, send in your peaks of the week to our Instagram page, Already Friends Podcast. We post an Instagram story every Monday. We can send it in. Okay, without further ado, let's get to today's podcast guest. We are having on Kaylin of Kaylin Does Stuff. You guys have definitely seen her TikToks. She's a travel and lifestyle content creator who shares all about her crazy adventures all over the world. I first got connected to Kaylin a few years ago. I had seen one of her videos that went viral of just one of the insanely fun, outrageous adventures she had been on. I'm like, who is this girl? She's magnetic. She has this gift for telling stories. I must know who she is. I've got to follow along. 
So if you've seen her videos, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She just tells the most hilarious stories, like whether it's getting her wisdom teeth pulled out in Colombia and how it went horribly wrong, or whether it's getting fired from your job and moving across the world. She does it all, but she just shares it in such a unique way. And I think that, and she'll talk about this in the episode, but she truly has a gift for letting us all feel like we know her and getting a little slice into her life. She's full-time traveling right now and is currently in Mexico City. She's all about positivity, living your best life, saying yes to the trip, and living life to the fullest. So without further ado, here is Kaylin of Kaylin Does Stuff. Hello, Kaylin. Thanks for coming on Already Friends. This has been a long time coming. I feel like we've talked about having you on the podcast for so long. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us your name, where you're from, what you're doing. I'm Kaylin. I'm from Covington, Georgia. I'm a country girl. It's a real small town. I have just turned 24, actually, like a few days ago. So I'm getting used to this new age. I'm a content creator and a world traveler. And I basically like film my travels, story times. And I have a lot of hobbies. Like I have ADHD, so I'm always getting into new stuff and then quitting. <laughs> If you don't like something, you got to quit. That's what we always say. But then like, I do like it. I just like forget and I move on to the next (laughs) hobby. Like I love like hot yoga. I went to hot yoga every day for like months. And then like, then I found out hot Pilates existed Mm. and was like, what is hot yoga? Wait, okay. That's, that's true. Like you can love something and just happily move on. Doesn't mean that you're a quitter. It's just like you said, you have ADD. You got to keep trying new things. Yes. So you are traveling full-time, is that correct? I am, yes. Okay, so what do you do for work? Do you want to tell us that backstory? Because we connected like, what, two years ago? I think sometime during COVID because I was just connecting with a bunch of people in the travel industry because, I don't know, I live in a not travel creator area. So I always try to connect with people. And I feel like back then you were posting travel stuff, but I feel like you also had a full-time job. What's the status there? Yeah, so I was a social media strategist for a legal nonprofit in the US. And I got really lucky my job, like basically like no one on the digital like team at my job wanted to go back to work. And then they let it be remote, but everyone was remote in the US. And I had a meeting with my boss and I was like, hey, wild question. Do you think I could leave America? And she, it was this like older lady. She was like 55 and she was just like, oh my God, like live your best life queen. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then I left. I like literally left like the next week and never came back. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. So you're still doing that job just remote? No, I now like I lost my job in February alongside like everybody <laughs> with a corporate <laughs> job. And so I like was just traveling some more. And then I started my group trip business. It's called Lucky Voyage. And I basically host and coordinate group trips for people, mainly women. I have some trips that are like co-ed, but mainly women. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been doing since February. Wait, that's amazing. We're definitely going to talk about that because you guys just did a trip and looked so incredible. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I do want to reel it back to you kind of taking that leap of moving and traveling, which I feel like is really actually really scary. So what was there a moment that made you want to work remote and travel or what made you want to leave the US? 
So before the age of 18, I had never actually been on a like plane. I was like scared of them. And my mom wanted to take a trip to New York and I said no. <laughs> then I got a full ride to Trinity College in Connecticut. And so finally had to like fly to Connecticut. And at Trinity, opportunities for me to travel just kept coming my way. And I'm like a small town girl. I never ever thought about going anywhere, not even like Mexico. And I joined like a French club and they had a trip to Montreal. So we went to Montreal. And then one day I was on a bus and I really had to pee and I was begging the bus driver to pull over so I could like get out and pee. And this guy on the bus, like this older gentleman, just thought it was the funniest thing. He kept laughing. And when I got back on the bus, because I did end up getting out and peeing, when I got back on the bus, he was like, I like you. I don't know who you are, but I like your personality. He was like, I'm actually the professor of Japanese at the school. And we're running a free trip to Japan with Oxford two weeks like, do you, like, you need to sign up for this. And I was like, okay. And I got picked and went to Japan for two weeks, met like all these people from around the world. And that's what got me started. And I met my best friend who goes to Oxford. So then a year later, I went to Oxford to study abroad and I would just travel on the weekends. That was like the start of my solo travel because Oxford's like the hardest school in the world. So no one wanted to travel with me. Everyone wanted to study, but I was like, no, like we're in Europe. Up. Like we got to go to Paris. Mm -hmm. And so I started to solo travel and I would have so many fails, like missing like the last train back to where I needed to get, like losing my passport, falling into a canal in Venice. Like everything was just happening. It was a lot, but I loved it. I felt so free and happy. And then COVID happened. And so I had to leave studying abroad, go back home. And I took COVID super serious. I was not like going out and partying or anything. And I felt like I was changing. Like I became a different person, like a sadder, more depressed version of me. And then like my senior year of college started, I had to do the whole thing online and I was missing so much connection. Even like school wasn't the same being on a screen. And then right after I graduated college and went into the workforce, I started working my full-time job, which was remote, but I was working from Georgia. And I was honestly just feeling like this can't be what life is. It can't just be like, I graduate from college, I work a nine to five, I earn money, I put it into my 401k, I'm stuck. And so that's when I had my conversation with my boss and she was like, oh my God, like go right ahead. And the first place I went to was Mexico City. I'm actually here right now. I just celebrated my 24th year Ooh, and I lived in Mexico City. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I lived in Mexico City for like six months and that was crazy. Like looking back, I'm like, how did like 22 year old me have so much bravery to just go and move to another country? But I swear, I think I was just so fed up with spending two years in my house in Covington, Georgia, mm -hmm. staring at a Zoom screen. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's so much more to life and COVID gypped a lot of people of some really cool experiences. So I totally feel that sentiment. Yeah. I think that because of COVID, a lot of people have decided now to like take leaps in their life. Like it was obviously a huge tragedy. But even with my group trip, girls who have never left the country are like, after being in a position where you can't go anywhere, people are like, okay, I want to go somewhere. I want to see the world. Like who knows what can happen tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you went to Mexico City and then after those six months, where did you go next? 
I went to Portugal mm-hmm. for a trip, and then I took like a $25 flight from Portugal to Spain, then had a little romance with this Greek guy in Spain, and literally he was like, come to Greece, and I was like, okay. So then I went to Greece, <laughs> and then like things did not work out. And so then I went to Dubai because, I don't know, I'd never been to Dubai. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, And then it was just a whirlwind. Then I went to Miami, back to Mexico City, New York, finally home. And my family was like, hey, (laughs) good to see you. And then I went to Guatemala, Costa Rica, Panama. And then this is when I lost my job Mm. and went back home to like kind of re-navigate everything. And then that's when I decided I'm moving to Colombia mm-hmm. and starting this like group trip travel company. And then that's basically been like my 2023. Wow. Well, congrats on launching the company. That's so exciting. How was living in Colombia? What was that like? It was honestly a big culture shock because Mexico, it's, you know, it's in North America. It's close to the U.S. There's actually a lot of Americans living here and a lot of Mexicans speak English. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that much of like a difference. Like there's like an IHOP down the road Mm -hmm. and a Chili's. So it's not too far off from the U.S. versus Colombia. It's hard pressed to find someone speaking English Sometimes you can in like wealthier people in like major cities, but I, my Spanish was not good upon first going to Colombia. Now I can have conversations and everything um, because of that. And things were just different. I luckily had my friend with me. Me and my best friend decided to do this together. So it was my first time. This year, I've really been traveling with other people Mm -hmm. and then launching my group trip travel business. I loved solo traveling. I think that I learned a lot from it. And I honestly think that everyone should solo travel in their life. But I also really like traveling with friends. It's There's like this African proverb that's like, If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. And I've been really feeling that this year. Like I've been slowing down and traveling with people, making memories. It's been really nice. Yeah, I love that. We definitely talk about solo travel versus traveling with others a lot on the podcast. And me and Allison are so yin and yang because she's very much solo travel and does that more. Where I'm like, have solo traveled a little bit, but prefer traveling with others. And, you know, I'm trying to do more solo travel. And I think she's going to be doing more traveling with others. But there are just, they're both great. And I don't prefer one over the other, but you're so right. Like there's just so many cool memories and fun things you get to experience when you're with other people. But there are nice things about solo travel, like getting to do whatever you want and like and not having to be on anyone else's schedule. So I just want to go back to solo travel. Uh, what are some of the biggest things that you learned being alone? Because you went to, was that Dubai and all those other places by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. What was some of the biggest lessons that you learned? Honestly, I learned a lot of self-trust because if you can trust yourself to be independent in another country, navigate everything, figure out like the money situation, transportation, make friends, be safe, you really gain a lot of independence and a lot of like self-esteem with yourself. I feel like just eating alone. Um, I know people who would never, like my mom, she's like, you eat alone? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> You're like, yes, because, I need like, to Because like she would never. <laughs> yeah, like how else am I going to eat? 
<laughs> so that's that's just what has to be done when you're solo traveling, <laughs> like riding in public transportation alone, flying alone. I know so many people who they would never think to do this. Even going to like foreign gyms by myself mm-hmm. and like figuring out like machines there and like how things are working. It is a challenge and it can be anxiety inducing, which is why a lot of people don't do it. But when you do it, the self-esteem that you get from this, the confidence it's it's insane. Like I I was not feeling confident um, speaking Spanish to people. Like I, if I needed something in a Spanish speaking country, like Guatemala, Costa Rica, anything, I just would not say anything. <laughs> I would just suffer in silence. But after like finally being in situations where like, okay, I have to ask someone where this street is because I'm lost. Mm-hmm. And then doing that and like getting more comfortable. Now I feel comfortable speaking in Spanish to people. I can like, I was in Miami airport, just like, la, 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 like <laughs> talking with people like, oh, like, what, do you know what the Wi-Fi is? Da, da, da. And it just gives you so much confidence, I think. And it's not boring because... You're always meeting people. People are very interested in you when you're alone because they're like, why is this girl alone? Like when I did Dubai, I did like a tour by myself and I was like, this is going to be so boring to do a full day tour alone. Like it's going to be awful. And instead people kept coming up to me and being like, oh my God, where are you from? Like, like, what are you doing here? And then I ended up meeting other people from Georgia on that same tour. And we ended up like spending the whole day together and then going out clubbing that same night. Like, I think that it is a wonderful, magical experience that everyone should do in their life. But I also see the joys of traveling with other people. And that's been something new for me this year because before this year, I just would do it alone. And this year I'm traveling with other people and I'm realizing you're not going to go as fast. You're not going to, you can't just wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to go here. Da, da, da. You got to wait for them mm-hmm. and, and everything. But having that person with you and those memories together is like really nice. Priceless. Yeah. There's times where you're out and about as a solo traveler and you're able to take everything in and it's really nice and peaceful. But then sometimes, at least this happened to me when I was solo traveling, there would be someone and I'm like, oh, I just want to, I wish I had a friend here to like talk about this thing that I'm seeing or like laugh about this one really funny story. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's just me. So, but both are important. No, I've definitely felt that. <laughs> I, I was in Iceland solo. Iceland, you have to go to Iceland, everybody. It is gorgeous. It's insane. Like I'd be seeing the most beautiful waterfalls and glaciers and beaches. And I was like, oh, like I wish like someone from back home could see this with me. Yeah. Or or you ask like a stranger for a picture and it's so bad because this stranger like does not care about you at all. Like they don't owe you any loyalties. <laughs> So I would say those are like the downsides of solo travel. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They are the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, 
learning second, third, fourth languages. I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Okay, going back to you and traveling, I think one of the things that like made me want to be one of your friends is like just how good you are at storytelling. Like if you guys don't follow Kaylin already, please go follow her TikTok because you just have this seriously insane gift of telling a story and making everyone feel like they're there with you. I think um, 
It's funny. I actually got into like storytelling as like my niche, I guess, mm-hmm. because I, my ADHD brain forgets to record. So like, <laughs> instead of like vlogging, like I just forget <laughs> to record. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell my friends and family, like what just happened? And I come from the South. So everyone, it's all, it's like storytelling is really big in the South mm-hmm. because I actually have no clue why, but it's big. <laughs> You're just like, oh my God. And I went to the market today and guess who I saw? Like, (laughs) it's also kind of like gossiping. But yeah, I think that I didn't think that there was any value in sharing my stories. Like I kind of just posted them thinking like, oh, my friends who actually know me and care about me, they're going to like laugh and think this is funny, but probably not anyone outside. And then outsiders were like, oh my God, no, like you're bringing me so much entertainment. And (laughs) then I started getting DMs from people being like, oh my God, I want to travel the way you do. Like you're inspiring me. I want to be brave like you. Like, or this story that you told, it shows me that there are good people in this world. It like restored my faith in humanity. And I was like, whoa, I I didn't know the power of storytelling until I started posting. And I like would tell stories about like times I did ayahuasca and how that was healing for me. And now I get emails from people like, I saw your story. I really resonated with it. And I did ayahuasca or they didn't do ayahuasca, but they decided to change their life in this way. It's It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like for you as a travel creator, I think sometimes travel creators can be just very surface level and only show these. That's why that's that whole Instagram versus reality trend is like, I went to this place where this person, this big travel influencer posted about, and there's a million people here. There's trash everywhere. Like you can't even get access to that one spot that they took a photo at or whatever. So I feel like a lot of it's just so fake. So I feel like it's really nice when there's travel creators like you that are showing authentically what it's like to be traveling through Mexico or running around in Colombia. So I feel like that also is really resonating with people. Yeah, I definitely like when I first started making videos, I wanted to be like those other people. And I would try to make like some like aesthetic, like walking down the (laughs) beach video and stuff. But I just, it just wasn't me. It had nothing to do with my personality at all. (laughs) No, same. I like, I just, as someone who's been in travel and like worked with tourism boards and stuff for a really long time, it's like, I know this is so fake. So I can't do this. Like I can't promote fake stuff, you know? Yeah. And if something's actually good and I love it. So like, I love Puerto Escondido Mm -hmm. and I showed like, my time there or like the Caribbean side of Costa Rica, I made a video. And so like, even though it was real, like it was showing me like live actually like living my best life there. And people were like, oh my God, I want to go there. Or I did this like volcano hike in Guatemala that everyone on TikTok who goes to Guatemala does this hike mm-hmm. and they do it. And they're like, oh my God, like love this hike, blah, blah, blah. They don't talk about what you need for it, <laughs> how hard it is, anything. And so I made a video like me really doing this hike. I still recommend it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I made a video like the realities of it. And so many people messaged me like, oh my God, thank you. Because I wasn't going to bring a big code or this or this because their other videos showcasing this wouldn't have made you realize like, okay, this is what you need. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, for me. So going back to your sharing stories, I wanted to share or have you share some of the ones I've seen on your TikTok because I think they're so funny. Can you tell us about Dubai and this man that was in the pool that you posted about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I did Dubai solo and Dubai is gorgeous. Like I think it's perfect for a girl's trip. 
But I did it solo. I still had a really good time, but I was like on this rooftop of a gorgeous five-star hotel. And I was like, oh my God, I need a picture here. I need to ask someone. And so it was just me and this like one like Russian, like I don't even know if he's Russian. He was like like Eastern European looking. And um, I went up to him and I was like, hey, like, do you think you could take me a photo on this rooftop? And he was like, okay, like I got you. I'm like, okay, cool. And then he is like, I'll use my phone. (laughs) And we both had an iPhone 13 Pro. And I'm like, okay. And then like he starts like, and he's like, okay, I do want better. And I'm like, okay. And so he starts directing me. He's like, I don't even know what was going on. He was like, okay, and now like you come out the water and like you swim. But he was mad critical too. Like I would swim and he'd be like, "Mm -mm, (laughs) not like that. Like you need to swim like this. And he was like, and then you go to the ledge and you look back. And he was like, no, you're left. And I was like, okay, like what is going on? And so then this happens. I'm like, okay, well, these must be great photos like from all this direction. He's like, okay, I go now and leaves. And I'm like, what? Like, have I just been pranked? What was any of this? He comes back like 30 minutes later. I wait for him because I'm like, is he going to come back? Like, What's going on? Comes back 30 minutes later and he's like, okay, I show you. Shows me it's a full, it's not no photos. I asked for a photo. It is a full music video of me like swimming, like looking back, like, and you put it all in like slow motion with like music and like edited the lights. And he was like, cinematography was this man's passion. And he was like, okay, like, here you go. Bye. I I was like, thank you so much. I never got a photo on that rooftop. <laughs> there was but no photo? No, he never took a photo. <laughs> he said, I do want better. And that was it. Oh my God. I feel like maybe that was one of the first videos I ever saw you post. And I was crying because 99.9% of the time when you ask a stranger for a photo, they literally give you the worst of the worst. But then he just like went too far in the other direction. Yeah, I feel like... What he did was better than like when it's really bad. But also I had no use because I was not about to post like a slow motion video of me on like my Instagram. So so I don't know. It was. (laughs) Do you feel like you have a personality that attracts people that are very interesting and like brings these interesting experiences to your life? I think so because I did Iceland and so this was when COVID was announced and they were like, we're shutting everything down. And I was like, oh my God, because I have asthma and all of the things, this is why I don't go on Facebook anymore, but all of the things on Facebook were like, oh, like asthmatics, count your days. It's over for you guys. And I was like, no, I don't want to die. I'm only 20. And so I was like, well, if I die, I need to see the Northern Lights before I go. Like, I'll be so mad that I didn't. So I like literally go to the airport in London and I'm like, give me on the next flight to Iceland. It was like 30 bucks because no one was flying this time. Anyone flying anywhere was like going to their home. And so I flew to Iceland. It was like dead, like two people on the road. And I did not expect to meet like anyone interested interesting. And I think like my second day of the trip, I went to the Black Sand Beach and this wave came. They have like hidden waves on this beach. Mm. So you'll be like pretty far from the water, but a wave will come and like drag you in the water. So like it's one of the most dangerous beaches in the world. I feel like the tour guide did not prep me enough for this. So a wave did come and like take me and like my belongings. It was really bad. I had just gotten like a new iPhone. (laughs) And everything was so bad. And so 
I was at this point, I was over Iceland because I'm freezing. I just like almost died. And the next day I met this guy who he was just crazy. He's like, um, when I met him, he was just like a normal, like he worked at like a sandwich shop, but now he's like Iceland's biggest, like OnlyFans star. Oh, <laughs> but he was so crazy. And I met him and I told him about everything that happened. And he was like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry that like your trip to Iceland's been like this. Like, let's go see the Northern Lights. And we saw the Northern Lights. I started hanging out with his friends. We did like a big like Iceland road trip. And this was in the middle of like, well, not the middle, but like the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't expect to have such like a crazy time in Iceland but I realized that like everywhere I go I always meet really interesting people always happens okay so do you feel like do you believe in astrology or no I do believe in astrology do you think it has anything to do with your sign and your moon or your rising that you like attract these people um I don't know I'm a Virgo sun Mm -hmm. and I'm a Sagittarius moon Mm -hmm. and that like the Sagittarius moon is really like me it's basically all about like travel exploration wanting to find like the truths of life and being social like wanting to meet people from different backgrounds like even dating people from different backgrounds even when I lived in America my ex-boyfriend was from Syria like Mm -hmm. I always tend to lean to like people who are different than me because that's who I'm gonna learn a lot from and so yeah I think that that has something to do with astrology I have a Libra Mercury and Mercury is like the planet of communication and Libra is really friendly and so I think that people like are like oh she's friendly and like come up to me because a lot of people are like oh my god like how do you meet friends and sometimes I will like just see someone and be like oh my god I need to know this person and go up and start talking to them but a lot of times people come to me yeah and so I'm like what is that like even I'll be in an airport and someone will come up to me and like start talking to me about like how their dog died and I'm like what's going on (laughs) you're like what Am I putting off that's like getting this back? No, I was just curious because yeah, it, the way that that bus driver said to you, like, I like you. I'm like, I feel like that's how you come across on TikTok. It's like someone watches your videos and they're like, I like this girl. I'm going to follow her. Like, what is this girl doing? I want to know. So I was just curious if you'd ever thought about that. Yeah. I need like an astrologer who's listening <laughs> yeah. to this thing. Like, tell me what it is about my chart because I do feel that like people will message me and they'll be like, I don't know you at all, but you're my sister. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sick. <laughs> okay. Hey, sis. With going back to more stories, you doing ayahuasca, can you tell us about this? Because we do have some listeners that are very interested in spirituality and things of that sort. How did you do this? Give us the whole tea. So me and my friend decided, okay, we're going to move to Colombia. This was her idea. Mm. I just had lost my job. And like I said yes to the move to Colombia immediately after I lost my job. And then I kind of thought about it and was like, is this smart to move to a foreign country and I just lost my job. And so I kept, I swear, I was like pacing back and forth. Like I need to like say no, but I can't say no to my friends. Like even I bought Beyonce like concert tickets with another friend and then was like, oh my God, like this is way too expensive. Like what am I doing? But I can't just say no to my friends. I can't cancel on plans. It's something, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I can't. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through with it. It's only going to be like four to six weeks in Colombia. I'll just do it like YOLO. And so we go to Colombia. I'm expecting my time in Colombia because to be like parties, mm-hmm. club, bus, another <laughs> club. Like that's what I'm expecting it to be like. And within like one week of arriving, not even one week, like three, four days, this guy, this German guy was like, hey, I um, run ayahuasca retreats like 
we're going to have our first one, which I'm like, you shouldn't join like the first thing <laughs> of, it, of of most things, especially an ayahuasca retreat. But he was like, I know like this indigenous tribe, they do it every single weekend and they're finally allowing outsiders to come. Oh, wow. And I have heard about ayahuasca. My roommate in Mexico City actually did it um, a year ago and she had a great experience, but she was much older than me. She was like 25, 26 or something. So I felt like, okay, that's something that I should do when I'm older, have like maybe processed things in my life a bit more. I want to do it somewhere nice. Like I want to go to like a fancy retreat in Costa Rica or something, not like a random village person's home that I don't even know. (laughs) And so that was basically like, I just didn't think that I was going to do it. And this German guy, he wasn't pushy, but he just kept being like, I don't know, like you seem interested. Like if you're feel called, call me back by like Thursday at noon if you want to come. And I was like, I'm definitely not going. And I was getting my (laughs) eyelashes done. (laughs) And I looked at the clock and it was like 11, like 45 PM or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, Luckily for me, there's a diet you have to be on. You have to be on an ayahuasca diet, Mm. no alcohol, no like beef or like pork, anything like this. Like you can at the very least eat like maybe chicken or, but really not no chicken either. Like fish is the best. It's it's basically like a very like vegetarian diet Mm -hmm. because you have to cleanse yourself for when you take the ayahuasca, you purge, you throw up. And if you're not cleansed, if you had just eaten a steak three days before, it's going to be a very painful process. The ayahuasca is going to have trouble working. Mm. They even have the same with like shrooms. Like if you do shrooms, like that same day, you're not supposed to be eating like three burgers. You Mm -hmm. know, it's better if you ate like a salad or (laughs) something. And so luckily for me, I had been on like a vegetarian diet Mm -hmm. and I hadn't drank. So I was all ready to go like the next day. And I was like, I don't even know this German guy that much. I don't know any of these people in the village. I don't speak Spanish really at that point. But something just said like, do it. And I looked at the group chat and there was a girl from Georgia in the group chat who was going. And so I was like, if she's going, like I'm going. So we went and it was an insane experience. Like a lot of people didn't have, because you have to really be clean for this to work. So some of the people I talked to, they were like, oh, I had a beer like three days ago. And the ayahuasca didn't work on them. And also you have to be like, mentally clear as well. Because if you're scared, if you go into this with like all this fear, then it's not going to work because like the ayahuasca sense is like, oh, she's not ready. Like there's all this fear and anxiety. And like, it gives you like, I know this sounds so like, like heebie-jeebie crazy. But um, they just say, (laughs) like the shaman is like the medicine knows what you need and it knows like what you can handle and like what it can give you. And even like everyone was like, oh my God, what if we're all throwing up at the same time? Or like everyone has to use the bathroom at the same time, then what are we going to do? The shaman was like, it won't happen. Ayahuasca like knows you and like no one's going to throw up at the same time. And I was like, that's insane. And it literally, we would be back to back to back, but not the same times. It was so weird. It it like knew what you needed. And he was basically like, you have to have an open heart and open mind. You have to be cleansed, like no bad stuff in your system. And you have to pretty much be on like a, I don't know, like a clean, like what is the word when you don't eat for a long time? Fast. Mm. So that day you have to like be fasted and you ask mother ayahuasca, like I want this. And like, I want to be freed from my trauma around 
around childhood or something. And then you throw up and that like activates the medicine. And for everyone, their first day, no one got visions. Mm. Everyone was just purging because ayahuasca knows like, okay, you need to purge. You're not ready for visions yet. For some reason, me first day was having like insane visions. And so I guess it really was like my time to do ayahuasca. It was crazy. And it kept going on. I did it for three more days and like the visions kept getting stronger. I kept getting like, I was just happy. It was Mm -hmm. something when my first time I was really scared and I was like, oh my God, like, am I in hell? Like, did I agree to go to hell? Because what is this? Like, what is taking over me? And then I saw like an older version of myself and I was like, wait, that's me. And then I was like, oh, like this isn't hell. This is heaven. And for the rest of the retreat, I felt like intense euphoria and very clear on my path. I felt like I healed a lot of of things that I went through growing up and things that I didn't understand because I went through things and I was like, why did I go through this? And I feel like ayahuasca helped me get the answers like, oh, you went through this for this reason. You needed to learn this. Like, And it made me feel like, okay, everything that's transpired in my life was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. So it was really like a beautiful experience. Wow. Okay. So it's three days long? Is that how long? Yeah, it can be. It can vary. Some people like left early. It's better the longer retreat you do. So like Rhythmia in Costa Rica, for example, I think they go for four days. Obviously, mm-hmm. like you can say like, oh, I don't want to do it tonight. They give you this, these options. Like if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling it today. But I think that three or four days is is a good is good for anyone because the first two days you're mainly purging. And do you feel like after doing it, do you feel like a lot of people or everyone should do ayahuasca? Or what kind of person do you think should do that? I think that someone who is not scared, someone who like obviously having a little bit of fear. Like I had fear mainly not around the ayahuasca, but like who are these people that we get with? Like what's going on? But if you're having like insane fear, like I talk to people and they're like, oh my God, I want to do it so bad, but I'm scared of throwing up and I'm scared of this and I'm scared of this and I'm scared of that. And I'm like, okay, like you can do it in the future whenever you like get over this stuff. (laughs) But I think that you have to, also they say that it calls you. So if you're like really interested, if you're interested in doing ayahuasca, that means that the calling will happen later. So let's say you're interested, but you're uh, like scared because a year ago, one of my roommates told me she was doing all this. I was like, you're crazy. Like you're like, I'm interested, but like, mm-mm, I'm scared. Like I was scared when she told me, she's like, oh yeah. And then we were all in a room, like throwing up in buckets. And, <laughs> and I saw this and I was like, oh my God, absolutely not. And so it was not my calling, but the fact that my roommate, someone close to me did it. The fact that it was like on my radar, that's always a sign. Like if you're interested in ayahuasca, if you're watching YouTube videos about like ayahuasca, Googling it, and you're feeling like, hmm, like what's this? But I'm scared. That means that you're going to be called, but later. So I think that people who like are spiritual, I think that it's better to do it once you're already in a spiritual journey. I don't think that that should be like your first stop of your spiritual awakening. I think that would be very bad. Like I started like getting into meditation, yoga, knowing like about chakras and like all of this stuff when I was like 18. And then I got into therapy when I was 21, 22. So by the time I did ayahuasca, I'd already had like kind of a spiritual journey and been like a year and a half into therapy. And so I think that helped my process a lot that I had already like kind of been on this path. Some people, however, do it and they're called and they're not on this path. Like there are people who are like recovering alcoholics and like something just tells them like, I'm going to do ayahuasca. 
and they do it and it heals them from like their alcoholism. And because like after ayahuasca, you don't want to put substances that aren't good into your body. I haven't eaten red meat since I've done ayahuasca. I like steak a lot, but <laughs> but something about the medicine like makes you, I don't know, like you just want to put more pure things into your body after. So I think, yeah, like I think that if you're called, like go right ahead. And if you're interested, but you're kind of like scared, then don't, don't mm-hmm. do it. Wait, like you've got some more developing. So that's what I would say on that. Yeah. Last question and then we can totally move on. But what would you say has changed the most from your mindset before doing ayahuasca and then after? I think that I'm a lot more grateful because I don't know, like I've always had like a very first world mentality where it's like, oh my God, like my Wi-Fi is down. Like, oh, like today sucks. Like, I don't know. Like I've always had that kind of, of mentality versus after doing ayahuasca, I don't really see things like in black and white, like, oh, this sucks or this is good. Mm-hmm. Like I see things in like a full picture. So if something happens, like, I don't know, I, I get sick. I'll be like, oh, like I'm sick, but it's giving me time to rest Mm -hmm. for like what's to come, like all of the blessings and things to come. And so I see things like that now in like a bigger picture. And also like I'm more careful about what I put into my body Mm -hmm. because when you're purging, you can kind of feel what's coming up. I know it's crazy. It's not painful, but like it's, it's only painful if you've had something that's like toxic. But like when you're purging, it's like you feel the toxic thing coming up and then you don't want that. So like now I have a much better relationship with alcohol. I used to be getting drunk, blackout drunk. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm living my best life. Like I'm in my early twenties. But now I don't have that same relationship with alcohol. Like, of course I'll have a pina colada on the beach or like it's my birthday. We're drinking champagne, but I don't want to be getting blackout drunk every weekend. Yeah. That's really interesting. No, thanks for sharing all of that. I did want to ask you since you were kind of talking about intuition was telling you that you should go do ayahuasca. What role does intuition play in your life? And how does that guide you to know what you're supposed to be doing? Because I think like a lot of people feel really lost in their 20s and it's hard to hear your intuition sometimes. So have you ever struggled with hearing it or how, what's your relationship with your intuition? Oh my God. It is so hard to know if you're making the right decision And then you get stuck in this like decision fatigue where you're not doing anything because you're like, is this the right thing? Mm -hmm. And I feel that so heavily in your early 20s because you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to get on the wrong life path. And it feels like just making decisions can lead to that. And so I would struggle a lot with this. Like I would want to book a trip somewhere and I would think like, oh, like, but if I book a trip this place, like then I will spend this much money and then maybe my savings won't be this. And then da, 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 da. I would just beat myself up about it. And then like, luckily I have like this little, little inner voice in my head that sits me down and is like, make a decision because you're going nowhere. Like I could sit in an anxiety spiral for hours mm-hmm. and just making a decision, even if it's the wrong decision, I will like weigh the pros and cons, but I'm like, even if it's the wrong decision, how wrong can it be? So there's like levels of like wrong decision where it's like you start doing heavy drugs. Like that can actually, like derail your life (laughs) real bad. 
(laughs) (laughs) Or it can just be like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to work remote in this new city for a month. If it sucks and it's like horrible and like you stay in a terrible Airbnb and you don't make any friends, then that's like a month of your life gone. But like you learned some sort of lesson and like you can get right back on track. Mm -hmm. And so I just tell myself like make a decision, weigh some pros and cons and see like, but like trust your intuition. And if your intuition is like leaning towards one thing, then it's probably the right thing. And like, if it's the wrong thing or something or like negatively impacts your life, it probably won't that much. We're so young. We can easily get right back on track when we get off track. And when you talk to like old senior citizens, they're always like, oh, like I regret not traveling or I regret not taking this risk in life. They always say that. And so I think, okay, yeah, like I might travel and then spend like this amount of money that I don't want to spend. And like my rational brain is like, oh my God, like don't do it. Like stay home and work. But my intuition is like, no, like you need this trip. Like it's going to be giving you the best memories. And so I will go with my intuition because I think the money will always come back. This won't like derail my life that bad. Like I might be off my workout routine for two weeks, but I'll get right back on it. So I think, yeah, just like having that honesty with yourself that like you need to make a decision or else you're going to get stuck in these loops. And I feel like that happens with a lot of people. They don't make, they're like, oh, I kind of think I should break up with my like toxic boyfriend, but I don't know. And so then they stay with him like two more years. Mm. And so basically not making the decision, not trusting your intuition, not like tuning in with yourself. Like, what should I do? Let's make a decision. Intuition, let's go. That will harm you the most in life. Yeah, it's analysis paralysis. I definitely struggle with it sometimes. What tools do you use to make a decision or get your thoughts out of your head? Do you journal or do you talk to a friend or anything? Um, I journal, but like I'm like a notes app girl. Mm. Like, so not an actual journal, but like <laughs> I write down like my decision, right? Like I wanted at one point to move to Hawaii and I was like, okay, move to Hawaii and like spend like an exorbitant amount of money or um, like keep traveling. And this would like haunt me. And I, it got to the point where it was like, it's been three months. I'm still thinking about this. Like I need to make a decision. And so I was like, okay, move to Hawaii. Like, what will this make me feel moving to Hawaii? And I'll be like, oh, I get to go to the beach all day. What are the cons? And then like my other option is like, just keep traveling. What are the the pros? Like, oh, it's this, this, this. What are the cons? Oh, well, I won't have as much stability. And then I really sat with my intuition and was like, what is important to me? And that's how you get through the cons list is like because sometimes you're thinking through like societal norms so like society might say that like being not having stability is a con but then I think about myself and I'm like well I'm in my early 20s when am I ever going to have the opportunity to like bounce around country to country so to me not having stability isn't a con Mm -hmm. I'll go with this answer and so I think just like having honesty with yourself because it is easy to get roped into things that you don't don't like actually. And like, you're just doing it because like society thinks it's the thing. Like I, you know, was, I grew up being like gifted kid or whatever, but I wasn't good at math and science. And so it became this thing where it's like, if you're a gifted kid, but you're not good at math and science, you need to go be a lawyer. Like that's how you're going to make money. And that's what you need to do. And so I actually graduated with a degree in public policy and law. Mm. And for years I was like studying law and then I would like have law internships. And then I was like, do I like law? Yeah. <laughs> like I literally sat down with my 
myself one day and was like, do I like law? The answer was no. And so I think that just being honest with yourself is the most like it's the best thing that you could do. Yeah. And it's just because someone told you, oh yeah, you should do law. And you're like never paused and for a moment and thought, wait, is this actually what I want? It's something that I had to grow like into. Mm-hmm. Because when I was younger, I, I definitely would just like go with what society told me was good. Like, oh, I need to go to college because I need to be a lawyer. But I haven't even thought about like if I want to be a lawyer. Luckily, I got a full ride to school. Oh, so good. I didn't have to like great. go through loans and stuff. But I have so many friends that like took out loans to get these degrees and then they're like what was this and so I feel like that's such a big thing in your 20s is like getting out of all the time you're being told what to do since you're five and you start kindergarten and getting out of that and listening to like what do I want and that's when you like have real freedom yeah and the funny thing about freedom I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about this is that you have to get specific on what freedom actually means to you because everyone says that they want freedom and like I want to do whatever I want when Whenever I want to do it. And then they're like, okay, well, what does that look like? Because you need to like break that down. Like doing whatever you want, whenever you want could mean like having no kids, living and work, owning your own company. But some people are just too scared to even think about that or even to make the leap. So I feel like what's freedom look like in your life? Ooh, um, it's changed a lot. My answer of this, because first it was like working remote at my company. I was like, oh my God, I'm so free. I'm getting money. I'm like working that ah. And then I got a manager probably like six months before I lost my job. I got like this manager and oh my God, she was just awful. Mm -hmm. And she was like dictator, horrible. And then I started to think like, "Mm, this isn't freedom. Like the way that I'm being treated at my job, like I'm being actively, because I was the youngest person in this whole company. It was like a civil rights organization. So everyone was really a lot older. And I was like, oh, I'm being treated like bad. Like I'm not liking this. And so then freedom kind of changed to me to be like doing my own thing, having my own like group travel company and being able to like move around in the world the way I want to move. That became freedom versus, for example, my mom, she like didn't really grow up with like a stable like household. Mm -hmm. And for her, freedom was like buying her house. Like stability was freedom for her because Mm -hmm. that was like all she ever wanted. So it looks different for different people. I spent the past summer like living on an island with this guy who's now my boyfriend. We met because, so when I did ayahuasca, I started dating the my shaman's cousin, <laughs> which that was like a whole mess. Like we met at the retreat and I just was like, oh my God, like I'm called to him. And he was like, oh my God, like are we soulmates? And I was like, uh, but really like, I don't know if we were, I don't think we were soulmates. I think we just found each other attractive. And we started dating and it turned out that he was like a liar and I was like, oh, okay, bye. And so me and my friend end up leaving Medellin, Colombia, like the city we were in, and we go to the beach because I'm like, I need some sun. Mm-hmm. I need to heal from this like guy. And um, three days before the end of our trip, I meet this guy on the beach. I see him and I'm like, I need him, like everything. I need him immediately. And he comes up, we start talking. We like have like a fun three days in the sun together. And then I was like, okay, that was fun. Bye. And he's like, no, like you should come back to the island and like live with me here. And I was like, I don't know you. Bye. (laughs) 
And so I go back to Medellin with my friend, but then my friend ends up having like work in Barcelona. She goes to Barcelona and I go to the dentist and they tell me that I need like immediate wisdom teeth removal surgery. Oh my gosh. And so I get my wisdom teeth removed alone in Medellin, Colombia. Do not get your wisdom teeth removed alone. No. This is like my biggest life lesson. Like, don't do that. It's horrible. And so the guy, his name is Caesar. The guy I had like met on the island was like, oh my God, come back to the island. I'll take care of you. And I was desperate. I was like, okay, I'll go back. <laughs> like, fine. I actually do need someone to take care of me. And like, he did a wonderful job. We fell in love. We've been together ever since. Like, we haven't left each other's side. He's like here in Mexico with me now. And so I was living on an island all summer and every day would just be like, wake up gym, do some work, go to the beach. And for me, that felt like freedom. It didn't feel like what I want to do for my life for the rest of it. Like I do like living in cities and, you know, having a bit more to do, but it felt like rest and relaxation. And it felt like something that I deserved. And like my little Virgo self never took rest. Like from the age of 15, I always had a job. I always had an internship. I always was like locked in, like even in the pandemic, that summer, I had three internships. Mm. Like what? I would like go, like I started interning at Sirius XM, what, 5 a.m. in the morning. Oh my god! That show would end at like noon. And then I would go to another internship. And so this year I have basically scaled everything back like since losing my job and just focused a lot on like rest and relaxation, which has been like a huge privilege. And that has felt like something that I needed. Like, of course, I want to get back into the grind and chasing my dreams and upscaling my business and everything. But just taking a step back has been for me like freedom. Yeah, no, I think that was super interesting. Just like that guy was saying on this podcast I was listening to, it's like, it looks different for everyone. And you hit the nail on the head saying how your mom views it versus you versus even someone like myself. So love that. Okay, well, I have a couple more questions for you and then we're going to wrap up. I want to hear all about this travel company that you started. So please tell us about Lucky Voyage because again, it just looks so amazing. And I think anyone would want to travel with you. Like it seems like so much fun. I had so much imposter syndrome when I started this company because I was like, oh my God, like who would want to travel with me? And (laughs) I released like the first group trip and I had 14 spots for that one. It sold out instantly. We had like 70 people on the wait list. And I was just like, okay, this is a lot of anxiety. Like how, like what, like I'm going to be responsible of 14 people. I'm 23. Like what am I supposed to do? And I ended up designing the trip to be exactly what I would want in like a dream girls trip. Like we had a villa, we had surf classes, we swam with dolphins. We went to like my favorite beach club in Puerto Escondido. We went to like a nude beach where like you don't have to get nude, but if you want, (laughs) we did like mezcal tasting tours. We ate like really yummy food. And I was like, oh my God, I hope that everyone likes this. Mm -hmm. Like itinerary that I created and I hope everything runs smooth. And it ran even better than I could expect. And it really like, we just finished the first trip last week and it really made me realize like why I started this company to like bring together a group of like-minded girls with the goal of like having new friendships, venturing outside of their comfort zone and exploring a new culture and learning from each other. Mm. It was insane. Like watching people do stuff, watching people surf and swim with dolphins like for their first time was so rewarding for me. And all of the girls said that it was like the best trip of 
their life and that they learned so much from everyone, that everyone inspired them in some new way. And that's like all I could have wished for. Oh, I love that. It's like you get to see your little corner of the internet in real life and like the impact that you have with your storytelling and all the cool stuff that you share. I love that. Yeah, it was amazing. Okay, final question. I could talk to you literally for hours, but I do have another work call after this. So I'm so sad to wrap this up, but we'll definitely maybe have you on again for part two if people want that because I feel like they will. Oh my God. (laughs) I would love it. (laughs) Okay, Kaylin, we're going to ask you our signature question that we asked all of our guests. To you, what makes a good friend? Wow. Okay. I think someone that is dependable, they're always there when you need them. I think now that we're adults, like you can't expect to see your friends all the time, sadly. But if it's my birthday, like, you know, I want a text from you that's like, happy birthday. Or if it's something important to me, I'm going through something someone in my family dies, like, you know, I expect my good, my friend to be there. I think someone being dependable is, I'd say like the most important trait in a good friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yay. Well, Kaylin, thank you again. Please plug your company, plug your socials. Where can people find you? Okay. So my TikTok and my YouTube is at Kaylin does stuff, K-A-Y-L-E-N does stuff. And my travel company is called Lucky Voyage Travel. You can follow us on Instagram at Lucky Voyage Travel, and you can follow me on Instagram at Kaylin MJ. And we'll link all these in the show notes so you guys can find those easy. Okay, Kaylin, thank you again. We're so happy that we got to have you on. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? (laughs) So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.